Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? This is the 11 o'clock service, not the 9 o'clock service. How's everybody doing this morning? All right. You're about as loud as the 9 o'clock. Well, I have got the honor and privilege to speak to you all this morning. And so um, I'm just going to talk to you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to do what God told me to do. <laughs> so, you know, when uh, Pastor Tanner was up here and he was talking about freshness and, and joy and, and all this stuff and doing a refreshing, I, I thought of the word of expectation. You ever, you ever think about that word? Because when I get up in the morning, I've, I learned a long time ago, I expect God to show up in my life. I expect God to do what he says he's going to do in his word. I expect God to be faithful. Amen? Amen. I go to church and I expect not just to come and have fellowship and and shake people's hands, but I expect to have God move in my life and the hearts and lives of people I'm around. Amen? Amen. You think that's too much for God? We need to, we need to, how many, have we ever got in a place, do I need to come over here? I'm kind of ringing, or is that just in my head? But do you ever get to a place where you just get, just life just gets routine? And it just gets same old, same old. Yeah. But as for a believer, life is never the same. Every day is a fresh day. Every day is a new day. It's all about how we look at it. It's all about attitude. It's all about choices. Are we going to wake up today and we're going to stir ourselves up in the joy of the Lord? Are we going to stir ourselves up in God's word? Are we going to stand on the firm foundation of who he says he is? And I'm going to go out blessed. I'm going to come in blessed. I'm going to stand above and not beneath. Come on, somebody. We get so caught up in our daily routine. I think you said something like zombies or something. You said something, yeah. And <laughs> you ever feel like that sometimes? I, I mean, I don't know if I've ever felt like a zombie, but I felt like I just just kind of just blah sometimes and go, just doing the same old thing. But for the believer, God just stirred up my heart. For the believer, we're not to feel that way. We're renewed every morning. God wants to stir us up. There is greatness inside of you because you serve a great God, and he's got something, and we just need to wake up, and we need to expect that. I wake up, I expect health. I wake up, I expect prosperity. When I wake up, I expect a blessing of the Lord. I, when I wake up, I expect everything. When I kiss my baby, I think of favor. When I, I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> when I touch, whatever I touch, I feel favor. I'm favored. So are you. You're favored. When you're talking to that person at work that you don't like, remember, it's not about you. It's about a greater cause. And you have favor with that person. Come on, man. Come on, somebody. So that's not even what I'm preaching on today. So that's, uh, and first service didn't even get that. So he got, consider yourself blessed. Um, so I want to read a scripture. First Samuel 13, 14. But now your kingdom shall not continue. 
The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be prince over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. Acts 13, 22. And when he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king, of whom he testified and said, I found in David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do, my, who will do all my will. So we know in 1 Samuel, Samuel was talking about Saul, talking to Saul, and he's talking about David. And what stood out to me was the man, God was looking, God sought a man after his own heart. So this morning, I want to ask you, each and every one of us, those that are watching, those that are here, how's your heart? How is it? You know, we, we, we're so Americanized. We come to church. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. <laughs> and, and we just, and we just, we greet one another, and we're just kind of superficial, right? And grant you, we got service. We got things to do and all that. But I want to ask you this morning, because you know what? I have a, I have a feeling sometimes especially in the church sector, we got it, we got it down. Well, I'm, doing, I'm doing good. Everything, everything's fine when, I, when everything is not fine. And, and I'm, I'm going to talk about that a little bit today, but again, how's your heart? You know, when I get to think about it, I think this is a, an astounding verse. When you consider who Samuel's talking about, Samuel's talking about David. It's amazing considering all that David accomplished, all that David accomplished, he, he, David brought the unification of Israel. David uh, was used to conquer Jerusalem, bringing back the Ark of the Covenant, defeated Goliath. He led many battles and men in the battle. He's a great leader, great warrior. But see, what I see here is God's not looking for someone with all these attributes and all these talents. God is looking for someone who had a heart after him. See, God didn't need the greatest leader, the greatest warrior. Didn't need someone who knew how to lead armies. Didn't need someone who was always full of courage. Didn't need someone who was always humble. All those are certainly godly characteristics to have. God is saying that he can give those all to you. But what he's saying is I, God needed somebody who wanted what he wanted. That what it means, a person after God's own heart. What I'm asking you this morning, do you want what God wants? God is saying, he, he, when, you, when you get to a place where I, I want what God wants, I want what you want, God, that's a vessel that God can use. See, because I don't know about you, but me sometimes over the years, I've known Jesus since May 19, 1990. 4.30 in the afternoon at 1986 Main Street, Lennon, Washington. This is where I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. When I said yes to Jesus, I also said yes to my bride of 32 years. That day was a salvation day for the, for the still household. And when I said yes, I, I, I had these, I had at times, my own, all these years, there's times when I had my own agenda. Can anybody relate? There's times where I had my own desires, or I'm the only one. There's times where I just I felt like I needed to do it my way. And no, I don't go to Burger King. But 
<laughs> but there's everybody ever been there? But then I had to realize there's something bigger. God wanted something more. And so I, he is. He's not looking for someone with their own agenda or someone who puts their dreams above his or someone focused on their own desires. I had to ask myself this question. Do I want what God wants? And you know what? We, we, we all can come up with the right answer. Well, for, the, for most of us in here we're bo- and those who are watching, you know, we've had a relationship with the Lord. And we know the right answer. Do you want what God wants? Yes, of course I want what God wants. Right? That's a good answer. That's the Sunday morning, 9 a.m., 11 a.m., right answer. Yes, I want what God wants. Right? As believers, that's what we're supposed to say. But reading the word, we know that God wants for us, wants us to be. So when I read his word, I know that he says he wants me to be blessed. Anybody can relate to that? God wants his children to be blessed. God wants his children to be favored. God, his children are protected. God's children are provided for. Amen? And, and um, it says that we are above, not beneath. All these things God has in store for those who love him and call on him. I understand that that's God has that for each and every one of us. And I agree with that. I agree. God has, for those who call upon him, we have salvation in him and in him alone. And he wants us to be in his presence for eternity. Yes. Amen? Amen? For those who call upon the Lord, that's our destiny. We should be able to rejoice in that, knowing that that is our destination. That we are to be with God forever and ever and ever. Does that excite you? That's you being excited. Okay, so, <laughs> so we can agree on God's destination for us, correct? His word says all this stuff. I can get behind that. I want all those things. Sounds great. We can, believe, we can all agree on the destination. But sometimes the journey is a little tougher to understand. So, like, if I said to you today, who would all like to go to Hawaii with me and Angela? Raise your hand. Yeah. All paid and all inclusive, every meal's. Who would want to go? Yeah. That's our destination. Now, if I came back and said, tomorrow we are going to swim to Hawaii, how many are with me? Oh, see, okay. My, my wife's not even with me. I'm all by myself. Kind of corny, kind of simple, but it kind of, if you think about it, we can all agree on the destination, but the journey we don't all agree in. Some of you would rather just fly first class. What I'm saying is a lot of times we can agree with God on the destination, but where we have troubles with God sometimes is the journey on how we get there. Some of you have been on a journey with God for a long time, and you've seen heartbreak, you've seen death. I lost people in my life that I don't understand. And it got me to a place where I had to really search God. That's part of the journey. And what I'm saying is, and what I'm saying is sometimes you're, you're, you know, we get news that we don't agree with because, because God's destination says, 
I'm blessed, I'm favored, I'm protected, I'm healed by his stripes. I'm this, I'm that. Amen? But sometimes along the journey, we have these things that come in, the doctor's report, financial report, all this stuff. And what I've learned in my life is that my, I'm set on that destination. I know that I'm heaven, I'm heaven bound. I know that I'm going to stand before God. The journey to get there, the journey, so important. You've heard me say this before, to keep our eyes on, on Jesus, who is our pilot, who is our navigator, who is the one that sets the destination. And, when, and a lot of times the journey sometimes it might not go the way we want it. And that's why we have people that are bitter. That's why we have people that are away from the church. That's why we have people that, that relationships and different things. But let me tell you something. I believe there's a healing coming like never before. Yeah. Healing in relationships. Yeah. Restoring mother, father, husbands, wives. Oh, family relationships. Yeah. Restoring. Healing of the body. Amen? But when we have those moments in our journey... We got to remember that destination because we can't allow that to throw us off. Sometimes we have our own ideas how the journey should go, what turn we should make. When God says turn the other way and we find ourselves clashing with God sometimes. God tells us in his word that his ways are not our ways. I remember you've heard me say this before and I'm just going to, it's an example, it's personal. But it didn't make sense to everybody else. You ever had to make a decision based on what God is telling you to do and ignore everybody else around you? My wife and I, three kids, uh, God told us to leave a a church, step out of youth ministry, and go into full-time evangelism. U-Haul, heading from Billings, Montana, down to to, um, Las Vegas, Nevada. We had people telling us, what are you doing? You're, you're not hearing the voice of the Lord. But we went anyhow. And what God did in the midst of everything, I don't have time to tell you the stories and the, the confirmation and all that. And I've learned this, and I've said this before, but I just someone needs to hear this because it's just, it's just coming out of me right now. But a lot of times we make decisions on our journey based on peace. Do you think that I have peace loading up my family with no paycheck moving to Vegas in a U-Haul? How is it going to feed them? How is this all going to... Did I have peace? No. Did I have faith? Yes. Was I obedient? Yes. And guess what? When I got to Vegas and we could begin to see the things that are happening... Sometimes peace comes after the obedience. And some of you are like, well, well, no, what are you talking about? Well, listen, Jesus knew he had to go to the cross. Did he have peace right before the cross in Gethsemane? No, it says he sweated blood. But yet he went to the cross. And the peace that he brought for us because of his obedience. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is sometimes in the journey... We're going to have things in our life. And I, I don't know why I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on this. I'm just having, I'm stepping out of faith because I didn't go into this detail during first service. But there's someone here, someone watching, and you need to know this, that you, the journey that you're on, it's not going to be all roses and cupcakes. 
It's going to be, there's going to be struggles, there's going to be trials, but know the destination God has you on. And he's going to, and he's just asking, he's asking, when I, at times, do I have your heart? Do you want what I want? And I had to ask, I had to answer that for myself. Isaiah 55, 8, 9, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways are my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts, and or my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are, are, and my thoughts are than your thoughts. Have you ever described, or have you ever debated with God along the journey? Has anybody ever debated with God? You're on a journey, and you're like, you debate with him, perhaps hesitated, maybe because of what it took to get there. What it took to get there. How we get there is a struggle sometimes. So when it comes to the question, do you want what God wants, we must understand that is, that, that is an important question when it comes to assessing our heart. I need to continue to ask myself this question. How is my heart? If I'm going to be someone whose heart is aligned with the heart of God, I'll, I have some work to do. The word says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Some of you are saying, well, you know, not me, Pastor John. I'm, I'm spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-believing, born again. Not me. But let me tell you something. All of us at one time, our heart was wicked because of the flesh. And it's only because of Jesus and the gift of God that we, that we have redemption and that we're born again. And, that, and that's the only reason why you're spirit-filled, Bible-believing, tongue-talking. Amen? So you, you may be all those things, but we still need help. Romans 3.23, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. I've learned that my heart needs help. So I'm asking you this morning, how's your heart? I know we as believers, like I said, we talk it right, we can present it right. How's your heart? We believe, I believe that here this morning when we come to church, I talked about I talked about expectations. Sometimes we come to church and we listen to the service and we listen. How many know that we're fortunate to come to the church that we come to and have the staff and have the pastor that we have? Amen. He, I mean, there is love in this place. I keep hearing when people come up, come new, they, they just like, they love it here because they sense the presence of God. And I, I say this not to, to say this is not for us to take this for granted that we come together and that we meet, but we don't come here just to. Just for all those things, we come here so that we can get a word from the Lord and that we can act upon it, we can work it, and we can transform our hearts and our lives and, and allow the Spirit of God to mold and shape each and every one of us. It's like a renovation. All these renovation shows, all these people, they buy houses, they go in, take out the old, put in the new, and then they get a big profit most of the time. But it's with ours, for, like for us, spiritually speaking, we come in here, sometimes we just sit here and we just listen. But you got to know that what I'm talking about, your heart needs to grow. Your heart needs to form and shape into what God wants to do in your heart. And it needs a renovation. We gather together. Our inner man needs renovation. I want to I speak this morning on... Three words that will help us align that, and I'll be quick. First word is condition. Did you put the time on that on purpose? 12.01? Oh, 
I gave it away. <clears throat> Never mind. Condition. First Timothy 1, 1, 5 through 6. Now the purpose of the commandment is the love from a pure heart, from a good conscience and from a sincere faith, from which some, having strayed, have turned aside to idle talk. Matthew 12, 34. You brood of vipers, you can, you can speak good when you are uh, when you are evil, but out of the abundance of your heart, mouth speaks. The condition of our heart matters a lot in our life. Amen? Amen. It's out of the abundance of your heart that will come out. A healthy heart can hear. You know, what's important to me is I've been getting to put this message together. It's important for those who call upon the Lord. We need to hear God more clearly than ever before. And in order to hear God clearly, it's going to help us understand and hear him as we live from a pure heart. We live from a heart of purity. Amen? Amen. In Proverbs 3, 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your, direct your path. Now, when I read this, there's, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, but there's with everything out there today, we can be pretty self-sufficient, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And there's some, some areas in my life, you know, God, you can have, but some areas in my life, you know, I, I, this is too minor. I got it, God. I got it. I can, I can handle this. You know what I'm saying? But how many of you know, God says he wants our whole heart, all our heart. So we need to, tend, we need to trust him with everything. Past hurts. Past, you know, I, I was talking to somebody a while back, and they said that they're good, but there was a situation um, that happened in their life, and and uh, but they it just sounded, but they said, you know what? I'm just keeping it over here because just because I, that's the way I want to deal with it. How many how many know that? And I begin to I begin to just talk with them and help them understand that God wants that part. God wants that part. They were hurt by somebody, and let me tell you something. If there's someone here that's watching, or someone here today that you've been hurt, you got to surrender that hurt to Jesus. You got to give it to him. He wants to heal that part. He wants to mend that part. He wants to strengthen that part. And there's a reason why I'll tell you in a little bit. But maybe some have blamed God for past pain that we deal with along the journey. But in order to reflect who Jesus is, we've got to check the condition of our hearts and surrender our whole heart to trust him completely. Number two, consistency. I want to ask you this morning, how often do we, do we check our condition of our heart? When, when was the last time you had a heart checkup? I'm not talking about, you know, I'm, I'm a certain age, and I know yearly I got to go and get, get, get my heart checked out with a doctor and all this. But because... Over the last couple of years, you know, they say when you're over a certain age that you got to go get it checked on a yearly basis. And there's times where I just don't do it because I'm good. I'm good to go. I don't need the doctor to check me. I don't need to pay a thousand bucks for him to tell me that I've got the heart of a 21 year old. You know what I'm saying? I, I know. Oops. I know that. <laughs> but then, but then I'm, I'm persuaded by my wife. She see you go get checked. But it's a little different, spiritually speaking. We need a checkup. We need a heart check. How often do you think we need a heart check? I, I believe we need to check it every day. 
where we're at, God. Check it. And why I say that is because when was the last time you actually read something in God's word and were challenged to reshape your heart? See, this is vital every day and necessary for believers who want to continue to grow in the Lord. You know, I've, I've run into people that accepted Jesus a couple years ago, but they look the same as they, today as they did back then. How many know that we accept Jesus? You know, I, I, being in ministry, I, I see over the years, I see outreaches with great intentions, great heart, salvation. They have a call. People come up and they accept Jesus. But how many know that this life I'm talking about is more just than a salvation prayer? It's a transformed life. Yeah. It's a life being transformed from the inside out. And what happens is I'm going to look different. I'm going to walk different. I'm going to talk different. And, and we got to understand that it's not just a salvation prayer, but it's a life change. It's a repentance. It's a 180-degree change. Amen? This is vital every day. God, David wrote to us, 5110, created me a pure heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. I love hearing that. This is an old song. Created me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. That's all I'm getting. But see, that's a good, for the most part, when other people sing it, that's a good Sunday morning song. Created me a clean heart. Okay? But the process is a little tougher. But, you know, it's scripture even, you know, that we sing. But the process is sometimes difficult. It doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter how long you've been saved. doesn't matter how many sermons you've heard. When was the last time you asked God, for his kingdom and his presence in your life. I'm here to say that needs to be in every day. Father, let me shine through. Father, shine through me, in me. Create in me a clean heart, God. I, the condition, I want, my, I want my heart to be pure, to line up with you. Father, I'm going to do it consistently on a regular basis so I know that I'm in step with you, that I'm doing what you've called me to do. And then the third thing, see, I told you I was going to end it shortly. The third thing is the capacity. The capacity, a greater capacity in us to carry his kingdom. Matthew 12, 35, a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil things brings forth evil things. It's when we start to impact people's lives around us. So coming to church, we'll talk about revival, we'll talk about all this stuff. But when is it going to start? It's going to start with each and every one of us. When we check the condition of our heart, when we do it on a consistent basis, and we ask God for, to enlarge our capacity for those that are around us. If we have, we're so full of God, we're so full of the Spirit of the Lord that it overflows. Amen? It can't be contained. This is where the church starts to be the church God ordained the church to be. 
This is where we stop complaining about what's going on around us and we change, transform the world around us. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but I'm going to say this. There's a lot of different people group out there that our culture around us and things, you know, with everything that's going in on the political realm and all these groups out there that are rising up against believers in Christianity, let me tell you something. We've got to get to a place where we've got to understand we've got to love people through that. We've got to be filled so much with Jesus. We have to check the condition of our heart. We have to do it on a consistent basis so that our capacity will be enlarged to love people through their, their, their sickness. But what I find out is when I'm in little and different, different sectors, like the Christian, Christian groups and different things, they sit around and they complain about what's going on around us. How about going up and, 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 uh, and, and loving on somebody? That's not a part of the church. That's loving somebody that's living a lifestyle that you don't agree with. But instead of pointing fingers, I, I believe in you. I, I, I love you. I, I, you know, I speak God. Whatever. But until we do that, church, we got to stop complaining. We complain because you know why we're asking God to, to we, want, we want God to enlarge our capacity for, for a greater love for those that are around us. And then we start speaking against certain people. What does that do? That's a double-minded heart. We got to stop that as a church. We got to love people through that. We got to walk people through that. I've had to learn that in my life. So we got to stop complaining about what's going around us and change, transform. God said to David, I found a man who wants what I want. And God said, I commanded him. See, God gave David a job to do. God gave him ground to take. Let me tell you something. God has given us, how many know that we have a commandment from the Lord to go make disciples, to love people, to, you know, and it's by, it's the, the word tells us it's by his spirit that he draws all men and women to the cross. But we need to be a voice. We need to be, we need to be a vessel that God can work, in, work through, amen, and to love people and help them get to, to a place and, and, just, and just begin to, sh- to share the goodness of God. God gave him ground to take. I'm going to ask you today, are we living that commandment out? Are we doing that, uh, the job that God has given us? Are we, are we taking the ground that God has given us? God has given each and every one of us ground to take. Would you agree with that? Amen. Would you shake your head and say yes? yes? Are you taking that ground? Don't have to answer it. Are you taking that ground? I'm determined when I wake up in the morning and I go out my door, I'm determined to take ground every day because God has given it to me. And we got to get to that place. We got to get to that place. How do we influence the world around us? By checking the condition of our heart, doing it on a consistent basis and a desire to enlarge the capacity of our heart. I'm going to ask you something this morning. I'm about to wrap it up. 
but I'm not going to have you bow your heads. I'm not going to have you close your eyes. But I'm going to ask you today, if you have a desire to check the condition of your heart, if you have the desire to do it on a consistent basis, and you want a capacity to do, to take the ground, to do the work, and influence those around you, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. So, Father, you see the hearts that are, you see the hands that are lifted. Father, the desire that we have, Father, to, to, Father, to check the condition of our heart, to do it consistently, and, Father, to enlarge the capacity, Father, to impact the world around us, Father, just in our own backyard, Father, and how impact that would have throughout the world today, Father, as we know it. So, Father, we thank you, and, Father, we surrender to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Last service I closed, worship, uh, leading everybody in a pure heart, but I'm not going to do that right now. Um, I just don't feel, I don't, I just don't feel uh, uh, that direction God's going right now, so. Um, I got too many worship people in here that uh, <laughs> they'll try to pull me aside and give me pointers. But um, no, I'm just kidding. But I want you guys just to have a blessed, blessed week. Um, I want to remind you, those that are watching, those that are here, you can uh, give in a couple ways to walk a new life. We have Dropbox in the back. We have an envelope. You can give online. And so we just want to encourage you to continue to be faithful in that. And um, I just wanted you to know, I didn't say it up front, I don't think, but my wife and I celebrated 32 years of anniversary Thursday, and uh, we, are, we are heading out on a trip tomorrow, so we're excited. We're going to be gone for a week, but God bless you, and have an incredible week. So, Father, I pray favor and blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.